You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. As always, we start off with how the markets have been performing, and I'm joined uh, for this evening's market discussion by an old family favorite, Wayne McCurry, Senior Portfolio Manager at F&B Wealth and Investments. Good evening, Wayne. Uh, it's been a while. We haven't spoken, but it looks like today's a good day to catch up, uh, except if you're the RAND. Yes, well, look, I mean, today was a good day. It's all in the back of overseas markets going quite strong, and that was really fueled by NVIDIA's very strong numbers that came out last night, and the, you know, the share price shot up enormously. And that really, one company has lifted global markets. So we had a nice strong day, up nicely over 1%, and all the shares that have been battered over the last while actually were the best performers. You know, some of them, Ang- Anglo-American Platinum, Impala Platinum, Sassol, Sibanya, you know, they were all up uh, between sort of 4 and 6%. So it was a very, very good day. And the RAND was quite a week earlier on, but it's actually now just below 19 against the dollar. Mm. Wayne, that NVIDIA announcement, we'd been building up to it the entire week. Uh, we got all sorts of data that came out before that. And before that announcement, we actually saw the NVIDIA share price uh, trading low at around 670-something-odd dollars at some point as well uh, yes. from those $730 highs. But it seems as though once those numbers came out, the share price rallied right back to $730 within an hour as if nothing had happened. Correct, yes. Look, these are very good numbers. I mean, NVIDIA is in a quite a unique position in that they truly are the leaders in the production of chips. So it's not it's not a um, sort of just a factory that produces chips that go into your cell phones. These are really, really top-end chips, their main uh, their main product line. You know, they sell for $200,000 a chip. You know, so the, we, you and I haven't got that in our cell phones. They do make gaming chips and other things, but it's really being used for AI. And they've got the intellectual uh, capacity to produce these chips. Other other companies are still trying to catch up. So they are in a very strong position. But, of course, the share price, you know, has shot up enormously. Uh, even since January, it's up incredibly strongly. So, But, yes, it was a good result. Yeah, I think from last year's lows of about 100 Rand to now, Oh, actually, a couple of years ago, we were at about 100 Rand. Now we're at about 700 Rand. But last year alone, I think we did north of 240-odd percent on that stock. Uh, Wayne, are you concerned that at this stage with the volatility in the market and everything sort of pinning its uh, hopes on some form of hope that uh, stocks like NVIDIA uh, might tend to price in a lot more than uh, what is necessary? You alluded to the fact that those numbers were exceptional, and they were. I mean, um, outperforming Mm. quarter-on-quarter revenue was exceptionally well. But at the same time... The performance of NVIDIA has been almost 25% of the S&P's performance uh, from year, from the start of the year. So is that not a concentration yeah. risk for investors at this stage? Look, it, it obviously is. But, I mean, understand markets are quite strange things. Normally, the market performance in, in any good year is by a particular sector and a handful of shares. So it's actually quite normal, let's say, like we've got now with the Magnificent Seven, that's giving you essentially all of your performance. It's actually not that unusual. But so there's always concentration risks, risk in a market, especially when it's going up on a new theme. And of course, the new theme now is AI. Mm-hmm. Wayne, I don't know if you caught the result, uh, the announcement from China that they would be uh, once again meddling in 
uh, regulatory affairs or meddling in market affairs rather and they would be halting the ability of investors to uh, place short trades or place uh, trades in yes. the auction and obviously that is a concern for things like a free market and, and as we discuss that um, I wonder how that filters into into the conversation we're having now around the fact that um, markets often look for uh, very key things that will identify how that overall market might perform throughout the year and we've already seen Chinese markets under pressure but now with this latest announcement, what do we make of it as investors and market participants that want to be involved in the Chinese markets, but clearly might not want to get their hands tied to what the Chinese government has to say? Yeah, well, look, we all know China. It's a, you know, it's a good old-fashioned communist regime that thinks they own everything and run everything. So this is just the, the latest of many, many efforts by them get the share market up because Chinese share market has been a terrible investment for a long time now. So, you know, they've done many, many things. They force banks to buy shares. They, they, they've got many tools at their disposal to manipulate the market up. Now, this is never good news market manipulation, but, you know, as long as they're trying to get it up, no one squeals too much about it. But, you know, they've also pushed it down over the years by interfering in the big tech companies and, and the big social media companies because they felt they were too powerful. Now they're trying to reverse that. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting how such a large country can actually do whatever they want to almost essentially in their own country. <laughs> Very interesting indeed there. Um, when you touched on some of the stocks that had really good days today, and I'm, I'm just having a look at some of those counters, uh, the likes of Sassel that have been under pressure for the longest time, um, Amplatz as well didn't have the best start uh, earlier this week and we're, we're seeing that recovery, uh, but Implats as well. Speaking to the the point that some of the platinum counters might be uh, seeing a bit of reprieve, not necessarily gains yet, but uh, a bit of reprieve from the hammering they've taken over the last couple of weeks and months um, are, Ooh, you, for a long time. <laughs> are you still looking at the mining sector going into 2024 do you think there's um, uh, now's a good sort of time to be getting into that following what we heard uh, from the budget speech yesterday and the, the infrastructure pronouncements from the minister do you think mining might be the way to go for us yeah look mining's not driven by what happens in South Africa mm. we are such a small component of their market look falling interest rates should be good for the global economy and that should be good for commodity prices, and that will be good for commodity shares. So we're going through a very normal commodity cycle now. It just happened to be the down part of the cycle. So what, four, three, four years ago, Anglo-American platinum was 2,400 or 2,500 a share. It fell to about 650. Then in December, when the pivot speech came from the Federal Reserve in America, it touched almost 1,000. And then this year, it's gone back to 700. In fact, it went to about 680 or something like that. And now it's back up above 700. So, I mean, this is the volatility associated with platinum shares or all mining shares. And hopefully we are in bottom territory now on these shares. And the two to three year outlook is actually extremely positive. You know, as long as we have a cycle, you know, as long as prices do go up again. But, you know, when you're at the bottom of the cycle, there's plenty of reasons as to why the prices will never go up again. And of course, the current reason is battery technology and no one's going to buy an internal combustion engine again. So therefore, you know, half the demand of platinum and palladium will disappear. Now, that will most likely happen 
but it might be over a 20-year time scale, not a one- or two-year time scale. Mm, definitely might. Uh, it won't be an overnight uh, conversation or an overnight thing that happens there. Wayne, can we reflect on pick and pay? Um, yes. One of the big counters that had a bearish day today, and obviously uh, there was a lot of announcements that came out, or that that one sends announcement that spoke to uh, sales. Yes. We know that they want to list boxes separately now, um, and this the, the numbers that came out from the pick and pay uh, send statement, uh, some of them concerning, others not unexpected to say the least. Uh, how how do we how do we make sense of the market coming in and saying, well, pick and pay loses what 10-15% in today's trade? Yeah, now it got slaughtered today. Look, pick and pay, we all know the story. There's been decades and decades of underinvestment. And essentially ShopRite Checkers has just taken a big chunk of market share from them and spa as well, but pick and pay probably has lost the most. Then uh, Sean Summers was came back to pick and pay. Uh, the share price started ticking up quite nicely. We all knew it was going to be bad news coming, but today they're going to make a loss. Uh, pick and pay supermarkets is the problem. Clothing and boxer are doing well, and they've run out of money. I mean, their debt has gone up by billions because they're overstocked. They didn't get the sales they expected from supermarkets over the festive season. And it's really quite a catastrophic story they're telling there. So they're going to, the reason why the share price came down so much was that they're going to have to come to the market and ask for money. So they're going to do a 4 billion rand rights issue. And whenever a company's in trouble and does a rights issue, they issue the shares at a far lower price than the market price because that's the only way they can entice people to actually take up their rights offer. Otherwise, you get diluted and the market just does not like that. Secondly, they're selling off, not all of it, they'll still own a majority but they're selling off the good part of the business to try and get some money into the bad part of the business. And the market was not expecting a rights issue or boxer being listed. So they're trading under a cautionary. And that's why the last uh, the last month or two's gains on the share price was wiped out in one day. The market doesn't take kindly to a rights issue to essentially not quite stay in business, but to essentially rectify quite a catastrophic situation. I mean, all of their banks have have got to waiver their covenants on the loans. In other words, you know, they, when, when, when a company takes out a loan, the bank says, okay, you must keep your profits, must at least be three times your interest payment. And there's a whole lot of rules and regulations that tied, tied to that loan. Now, pick and pay is obviously not meeting any of them, but the banks have got no option. They've got to say, well, okay, we'll forget about all of these rules because Quite frankly, they you know pick and pay is too big to fail, so they won't they can't call in their loans. But obviously, part of their deal was you're going to do a rights issue, and then the shareholders actually suffer dilution on that because there's more shares, but the earnings don't go up. That's quite an interesting picture you're painting, uh, painting there, Wayne. Um, obviously, with the adjustments and the changes that have to happen, um, as you rightly mentioned, pick and pay at this stage may be uh, too big to fail. There's there's a threshold um, that companies and even individuals go through where you stop becoming uh, you stop becoming the problem, and then the bank has the problem. And this might be the case. Yeah, the in, bank has the problem. <laughs> the bank sits with the problem, yeah. and they have yeah, no choice. If you, yeah, if if you owe the bank ten thousand rand, you got to go to the bank. Mm. You know, if you owe the bank 
four billion rand the bank comes to you. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on this. Um, I wonder how this pans out. It'll be quite the turnaround story if we can turn around from here. I'm surprised we haven't yes. dipped below 20 rand on the share price. We're still at 21 rand, holding above 20 rand there. I suppose the um, a lot of the brunt was borne before uh, Sean Summers was announced as returning yes. at, as a CEO. So the market has priced yes. in a lot of bearishness on the stock, but anything from here to the upside could potentially be good, assuming they can get the rights issue uh, correct and assuming they can get that debt down. As you mentioned earlier, Wayne, it's been significant. It's now sitting at 7.2 billion rand. Yeah, yeah, from 3.8 billion just five months ago. So very, very interesting that that number is that high. Yes, very much so. Obviously, they got just too much stock. They didn't get the sales through They've got all the restructuring costs and a whole lot of, of other, other other issues. But look, ShopRite Checkers is serious competition, and Pick and Pay has been under-investing in their business for decades. They've been paying out too much money in dividends, and they've actually been under-investing, and they haven't kept up to speed with ShopRite and Checkers. Now, to play catch-up is a long story. I mean, it's not a one-year story. This It's a you know, it's serious competition out there. And pick and pay has been in has been in not in trouble, but it's been sort of lagging, I think, for twenty plus years now. I mean, the the first time I heard the story about a possible pick and pay turnaround was in the late nineteen nineties, and now we're still hearing the story. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on that, uh, Wayne. Thanks so much for those insights. Uh, that was Wayne McCurry, senior portfolio manager at F&B Wealth and Investments, sharing his thoughts on some of the market movements throughout the day, uh, some of the standout movements, and some very surprising announcements that we didn't think we would get uh, to add, to end this week. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at seven pm. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.